Welcome to the Girls Get Real Show with your hosts, Robin Lim and Rosalind Tang. In this podcast, we get real with you on personal growth, wellness, and dating, all while we navigate life through the unique lens of women in Asia. Tune in for unfiltered thoughts, honest opinions, and loads of real talk. Hey tribe, it's your girl Robin and Rosalind. It is always such a big week, but we're here again in our home studio doing another episode and we have so much to share with you today. In the last episode with the two of us, we talked a little bit about cultivating community and finding your tribe. And my birthday weekend just passed and it's definitely felt like Yes, I found um, authentic connections around me. I am surrounded by inspiring people. It was just such a wholesome weekend. And I'm so grateful that despite the pandemic, I was able to celebrate my birthday with so many people. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a whole weekend bonanza. It was like a three-day affair with different groups of people. And, you know, just being part of this circle and this family, seeing everybody as well was so meaningful and so special. So yesterday we just heard the news that the vaccine is going to land in Singapore at the end of this month, uh, starting the end of this month, and definitely it feels like there is some light at the end of the tunnel. I've been very optimistic about the vaccine and I'm super excited to return to normal life and get out of this little island for a bit. I think all of us are dying to do that. And we really hope that we can take this year's inner work and apply it to the rest of our lives and continue being mindful of um, you know, our internal life and working on ourselves even beyond 2020 where we're all stuck at home. Yeah, as we're kind of going back into a normal life as well, I'm quite excited to see what you know 2021 will bring and how the world will evolve and change from this experience. I am definitely hoping that you know as everybody takes these learnings with them into the new world, um, that we perhaps will have a kinder, more compassionate and slower society as well with stronger connections within the community. So I am quite excited to see what that new future will hold. And as we're kind of like looking forward as well, you know, this year is coming to a close very, very quickly. I mean, where did the time go, right? Honestly, I feel like 2020 literally, you know, we closed our eyes in March and suddenly it's December already. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we you know it is definitely around the time this time of the year where we are reflecting on the year that has passed and kind of setting our intentions and for some of you you know resolutions for the year ahead. Um, honestly, this year has been such a big year for me. I knew at the beginning of the year already that it was going to be a big year. Yet, obviously, none of us you know expected how and how and what type of you know year is going to be. Um, and yet here we are. Yeah. So every year I try to do this exercise where I set aside maybe an hour or an hour and a half to write out, um, you know, just type out some prompts for reflecting on the last year. So these are really guided prompts that help you get at, um, you know, some sort of introspection for the past year. So today we want to talk a little bit more about reflection as well as intention versus goal setting for the coming year. 
And I think we're going to start off with something that we both find pretty helpful, the value sorting task. So mm-hmm. it's something that's quite common in psychology. It's used in um, various experiments and various settings to uh, get to know an individual's values better. And it's really easy for you to do it yourself online, or you can even print out the exercise and um, you know do it on paper. So what this has is various values. So these are all sample values. You can choose an exercise with up to 80 plus values and sort them into three categories. So you can categorize these values as something that's very important to you, important to you, or not that important to you. And I'm, you know, there are different adaptations of this, but what we're getting at is that for the values that are most important to you, you can even narrow that down further and use those values as a way to understand yourself better and decide how this ties into your intentions and to your goals for the next year. And, you know, it could even be part of a lifelong exercise to make sure that you're living closest to your authentic self and that you're constantly prioritizing your values. 2020 was definitely not what I expected. It became a year of doing the inner work. I definitely feel like I'm physically and mentally the healthiest I've ever been. And it's been one of the most reflective years of my life. I do feel like having a major world event and and living through one uh, at this unprecedented scale really prompts a lot of introspection. Last year in December 2019, when I was uh, still traveling in Thailand and working remotely, I actually did an exercise setting reflections, um, following prompts for reflections for the past year. And I can't even begin to describe like how profound that feels. So of course now, you know, looking back and doing this reflection and looking at the goals I've set at the beginning of you know 2020, I it I find it so difficult almost to relate. Um, and even just comparing right the goals that I set at the beginning of 2020 as well as my monthly intentions as I've you know gone through the year, I you can ju- you can almost witness the growth and evolution that I've gone through, and it's it's beautiful, it's crazy, it's scary, um, and it also shows how much we are capable of, you know, even though we don't realize that. And I think. A lot of this is just anecdotal evidence, so it's based on what has worked from us. But of course, you know, we're quite open-minded and curious people, so we speak to a lot of people to understand what their frameworks are. But this is, again, like true to our own personal experiences yeah. and stuff that we've, we've used that we know will work for the coming year as well. Yeah, and that being said, to set the tone. Every, it's always about path correction, I think. You know, even though we set something at the beginning of the year, it doesn't mean that we have to kind of, you know, die, live and die by it by the end of the year, right? That every month I'm always reevaluating, I'm always kind of path correcting. And I think that is something that's more meaningful for me rather, you know, it's just what I set at the beginning of the year is really just a overview. So I think just before we begin, we are quite different in viewpoints. I believe more in setting very broad intentions. I don't have specific goals for myself, you know, for my career, for my relationships, but I do have overall intentions that I want to follow or that I want to work on for a specific year. Whereas Robin has a little bit more of monthly intentions and more specific goals. I'm a little bit more, I guess, spiritual and a bit more deterministic in the sense that I don't believe that I have full control over things and I like allowing the room for spontaneity for different possibilities to emerge and I feel that by setting intentions I allow for a lot of room for randomness a lot of 
room for chance and a lot of room for magic, which life throws at you. Yeah. Well, I mean, that being said, right, I used to set more, you know, specific, tangible, material goals and resolutions. But, you know, I've definitely moved a little bit away from that. But at the same time, I still really enjoy setting like monthly intentions versus yearly intentions just because it kind of helps me to incorporate the lessons that I've learned like during that month into, you know, going into the next month. And I think that, um, and, and also just because I'm so new into this journey as well, I think that helps me to, you know, it, it kind of breaks the task down into smaller bite-sized pieces, right? So instead of having to set like 10 intentions for the whole year, you know, I, what I do is really just focus on three intentions for the month and every month really an iteration from the last month. And by the end, end of, you know, six months, I think I've been doing it for a few months already you i feel you know so true and so close to my intentions and i think that's um i, I yeah and i think that's that's something that i've never really felt with like you know gen like very tangible material goals yeah yeah so in the past what would be a very tangible and specific goal so for example i would i would set goals around you know wanting to read two books a month or, or wanting to reach a specific level of a new language i was learning or wanting to close you know x amount of deals for that year and while it was great and helping me stay focused on the things that i wanted to achieve that year i also realized that it was so narrow that it didn't leave any room for adaptability or spontaneity and sometimes i found that by the mid of the year or by the third quarter of the year i no longer resonated with some of these goals just because I've already kind of grown and evolved um, from the point that I've set those goals and that's why I've started to turn towards monthly intention setting instead. Yes, uh, so we both use the same tool now for uh, a lot of note taking and for a lot of journaling and also planning our episodes. So we're going to go into some of our thoughts from the last year and some of the prompts that we used. But before we dive into that, I think something I would love to introduce, if you haven't already heard of it, is the value sorting task. So this is quite a common tool in psychology. It's used in experiments. Basically, what you would do is you can print out a list of values. It could be anywhere from the shorter version of like 30 values to uh, up to 80 plus values. And you would sort these values out in order of how important they are to you. So they could be very important, just important or not important at all. And from the important list, very important list, you can pull together the top five ones. So what are your top five values? So mine would be openness, mindfulness, growth, fun, and love. And I think the reason why this exercise is so important to me is because it really helps me prioritize what my intentions would be. Uh, and I hope that it's useful for everyone. Yeah, I'll be super frank. I've been meaning to do it for months and months, but it just sounds like such a gigantic task of having to sit down and sort through 80 plus values um i just kind of you know never really crossed that mental barrier of doing it but i think now that we are kind of setting our intentions for 2021 it is definitely a very good time for me to you know set aside this time and and really figure this out and something that i've learned as well about value sorting tool is that it does change over the years it's not that you know these are the fixed values you have for the rest of your life you know it could just be for this phase in your life so i'll be quite curious to find out actually as well what are my values and how i can then align my intentions for 2021 for with my values yeah i think for me it's well worth the time if it leads to a happier more fulfilled life 
knowing what's close to you and what matters to you. Of course, it's not the be all and end all to it. And there are many um, sort of reflections or many prompts or many value exercises you could use to understand yourself better. But this is one of the simpler ones that can be a great starting point. Journaling is something that has come up in various episodes and that's because it's simply so helpful. The written form is truly different and way more structured from just talking to people or um, you know, recording audio notes. You can always go back to your own reflections and see how much progress you've made. So for last year, I followed a bunch of prompts that I found online and some of my favorite journal prompts for reflecting on the year are as follows. When you were at your best and loving life last year, what were you doing? When did you have the most fun? What were your biggest time wasters? What worked well? What didn't work? These kind of questions led me to specific moments in the year where um, you know, my highest highs of the years, my lowest lows, and allowed me to reflect, okay, who are the people around me? What was I doing? What was my state of mind? How was my physical health? How was my mental health? Where was I physically? All these questions are um, pretty specific and I think they are helpful as you set your intentions for the coming years because you can intentionally plan your environment so you have more experiences like that. Yeah, I think what's really beautiful is really identifying like all these factors that contribute to your happiness and fulfillment and recreating that throughout your life. I think that's something I'll definitely want to incorporate as well in my reflection for 2020. I think previously when I reflected on my year, I used to be very um, not only goal driven, but also very accomplishment driven. So a lot of my reflections were around the accomplishment for the year and the what I did not accomplish for the year and how you know that can carry forward in the year coming and and like I mentioned you know a few times in this in throughout the series as well which is that I am very new when it comes to being mindful about my own growth journey beyond um, physical and material accomplishments and when it comes to spirituality and well-being so you know this is something that's very very new to me and i am quite looking forward to incorporating it yeah definitely and i think journal prompts can cover different areas of your life it could be for the self it could be for your professional self it could be for relationships i think these prompts are more for the self i have other prompts for my professional life as well but um yeah i hope this gives you a good starting point to explore and we can definitely share some of these prompts um, on our socials as well I think um, it would save you a little bit of work in terms of digging online. Like seeing as how extensive your reflections were for 2019, I'm quite curious to hear what your intentions were for 2020. Yeah, I actually have it pulled up right now. <laughs> uh, I would love to share five of my intentions. So the first one is commitment and taking care of myself. So doing things that make me feel good, listening to my body and my gut taking multivitamins. Um, again, this is like really specific, but it all ties to that main intention. Second, be nice and honest to people. Send only positive energy and uh, give everyone an A until proven otherwise. The third thing is internal work. So doing more yoga, meditation, hang around people for whom this is the norm. Spend more time reading, reflecting, and journaling. Avoid social media as a way to quell anxieties. This is a huge one. This is the first year where I really tried to cut down my social media use. Obviously, um, you know, running the podcast and doing marketing, it's 
very much tied to social media, but I've been trying to be more conscious of that. The next thing is calmness, learning how to feel at peace with doing nothing, finding inner tranquility instead of resorting to external coping mechanisms, distractions like people, social media, and alcohol. And the final thing is surrounding myself with people who lift me up, forget boring people who have a limited outlook on life. I really like spending time with creative, open-minded, inspiring people. Listening to your intentions for 2020 and observing you grow through 2020, it does sound like you have pretty closely stuck with your with all of your intentions. How do you feel about them? I definitely just feel grateful because I thought I was going to achieve all this while traveling and really having a lot of independent time. Um, but surprisingly, yes, you, you know, when you set those intentions, I guess it's always at the back of your mind and you subconsciously choose people, you choose things and activities that lead you closer to what you want for yourself. What about you, Rob? Do you feel like you stuck to your monthly intentions for 2020? Yeah, I mean, well, I'm going to read through some of them now, and it's really interesting. So earlier I mentioned that I haven't done the value sorting tool yet, but yet as I'm reading through these intentions, I feel that it's so, you can so clearly see my values. It's really interesting. So I'll just read the last three months of intentions that I've set. And, and every month I only set maybe like three or four intentions. I really don't want to do more than that because like you said, you keep it at the back of your mind and kind of guides your decisions for that month. Um, so for the month of October, I had said that I wanted to do one thing that inspires me every day. I wanted to connect with one person that makes me feel valued and heard every week. And I want to add value to one person's life, either work or, per or personal, every week. Right, so it's very broad, very high level as I'm starting out. Two or three is smooth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, is, that was like Ross. Uh, that was at one person every week, you know? And in November, I said that I want to be mindful of and observe my effects on those around me. Secondly, was that I want them to feel my energy radi radiating through time and space, sending them love and peace. Thirdly, was that I want to be intentional in my interactions when dating. So I think this was also around the time where I started dating again, and I really wanted to be very intentional and careful um, in how I was spending my time with these people, or with people in general. So that was why that was an intention. And for the month of December, these, this was a big one actually, I had written down four. Um, and the first one was, I want to be intentional in reinvesting into my strongest relationships to make sure that those whom I care the most about feel my love and warmth for them. Secondly was that I want to be present and live in the now to let go of the past, worry less about the future because happiness can only be experienced in the now. Yeah. Thirdly was I want to be conscious about the time and energy I'm allocating to dating. I don't want to distract myself away from investing in myself, my projects and my friends. And lastly is I want to be conscious of how other people's energies affect me and keep myself distanced from it, right? So it's really interesting that I'm reading through, you know, these last three months of monthly intentions because one common theme has always been very closely related, you know, to the people around me, how I feel around them, how I make them feel. Um, so I think, you know, relationships is definitely something that's very important to me. Mm -hmm as well as you know protecting myself and protecting my time for myself yeah right so you have monthly intentions and from my perspective it seems like you're pretty close to them as well 
but your life coach recently advised you to also start setting goals. So how do you feel about that? Yeah. So what's really interesting is that I've really incorporated my lessons about you know intention setting into my goal setting as well. So even though um, previously I felt that my goals was very prescriptive, you know, especially my New Year's resolutions and things like that. This time around, as I was writing my six month, one year, and three year goals, you know, with my life coach, um, I felt you know that these were more kind of like guiding principles, you know, the coordinates of how to find my north star in a sense. And I also realized that I can change these as I go along, right? But then these really helped me to ensure that as I'm making more decisions and you know engaging in more of these activities around work, around my social life, around dating, that I don't deviate too far from my values and how I feel and what I want essentially. Yeah, and that sounds beautiful. We wanted to sh- discuss some of these uh, potential frameworks that you might use on this podcast today as easy starting points as well to kind of help you get started on your intentions for 2021. So I think so far we have covered, you know, using the value sorting tool to really understand yourself and what you want. Secondly is reflecting on the year that has passed. And then moving forward, I think some of the really good frameworks that you can use for setting intentions Um, I think one of the really easy ones is, for example, you know, identifying the various aspects of your life that are really important to you. For example, like family, like work, uh, friends, dating, so on and so forth. And writing just one intention for those areas. So it could be, for example, for family that, you know, you would really like to strengthen or deepen your relationship with them, you know, in the coming year just an example, right? I think that's a good starting point. And as you're working through these different aspects of your life and really asking yourself what you want in these aspects of your life, you can then kind of iterate and develop them as you go along. Yeah, for sure. And it's really funny. We were just joking about me shortlisting my list of intentions for the next year. And one of mine is being a better empathizer. And I definitely feel like doing this podcast is helping me get there. So it's helping me listen, it's helping me empathize and, uh, you know, hear different viewpoints without passing judgment. Yeah. And I so so that's so you can already clearly see how that when you're when you set intentions like this, it serves almost as guardrails as you're navigating through life and challenges and experiences you know it becomes so clear when you know what you want that when something that you don't want appears before you you can very quickly you know decide and move away from that and kind of move yourself closer to what you want speaking about balance and limits as well we have a friend who sets a theme for every year and i think that also gives you reasonable bounds for okay what is possible uh, in this year and what is good for me this year um, it definitely keeps things at the back of your mind like i mentioned earlier yeah i think that's a very interesting way of looking at it because then what he does is that he doesn't he doesn't break down the different areas of his life and apply a specific or fix a specific intention for each of these areas instead he chooses an overarching theme and applies that theme throughout you know his entire life and i think that's a really interesting approach you know especially if you're just starting on this you know journey of personal discovery and growth because then it leaves you a lot of room for interpretation as well as exploration yeah amazing amazing so do you want to talk a little bit about some of your intentions for 2021 that you've already set 
So I've not done the full exercise yet, but there's some things that have become apparent to me in the last few weeks. Just to elaborate a little bit more about that, I think I'm quite a rational person and I can be almost robotic when people tell me things expecting empathy, but I end up responding with solutions. Rob gives me this feedback all the time. And um, this is a big one on my intentions list because it does not come naturally to me as an introvert and as someone who's not perhaps that social. The second thing is to be more present. Um, I, I think this is reflected in two of my intentions for the past year. But this year I elaborated on it a little bit more. I want to make everything I do in every waking moment joyous. Um, I, I want to do things that are really fun and that can help me get present and avoid staring at the clock and wishing for time to pass by. I think my most recent gift for my dad for Christmas as well is The Power of Now. I'm not 100% a huge fan of that book, but I think it's a really great starting point for people who um, might not be that aware of mindfulness or not that interested. That's interesting that you say that the power of now is a starting point, just because I think that it is such it, it presents such a high barrier to entry in terms of like understanding and relatability in a sense. I think I've only more recently been able to digest the power of now just because of the experiences I've had in my life. Um, and the amount of reflection I've done in my life, right? Yeah. So I think if I were to start as a complete beginner to read The Power of Now, I think I would feel completely lost. Well, that's a little thought experiment we will see play out in the coming months. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know what your dad thinks about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think one more on the point about reading. So another one I have is reading more efficiently. I've definitely gone through a lot of books, especially in lockdown, audiobooks, uh, even articles and podcasts, but I do not feel like I've absorbed a lot because I've not been taking notes. Mm. So it does feel like I have wasted a little bit of time not reading that efficiently. So in this episode, we have shared so many different tools and frameworks that we use you know, in our intention setting and reflection. It, it, you know we these are the things that have worked for us um, and we know that it might be a lot of information you know for you to absorb so what we're going to do is put all these templates and frameworks into a notion which is also the journaling tool that Roz and I use and we will make that available on our Instagram so that you can very easily access those uh, templates and questions and prompts you know as you are also going through your reflections and for 2020 and intention setting for 2021 and um, so this is the first time we'll be interacting with you on a slightly different platform as well so please you know leave us your comments feedback on that and we cannot wait to hear what you think about them and the, from one of the earlier episodes, we had someone DM us and to thank us for being open and vulnerable and for making her feel like, yes, you know, this breakup, uh, the breakup experience has a lot of commonalities and there's a lot that she could learn from uh, our experiences of healing. So keep them coming. We really like hearing from everyone and knowing that these stories are making some sort of impact. Yeah. So big shout out to you. I'm not going to name you, but I'm sure you know who you are if you're listening. We really appreciate the super sweet message that you sent. And we're really glad we, we were able to kind of help you along with your journey as well. And um, let us know, you know, if there's anything else you'd like us to discuss, or you, any guests you would like us to see. And um, we hope to kind of go through this journey of 2021 with you guys. So thanks for listening to this episode, guys. You know where to find us on Instagram at Girls Get Real Show. Um, and you can find this podcast on anywhere you listen to your podcast. 
please keep those DMs and comments coming. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.